1: we the be Let's drink whiskey into it all night. Long. Let's
2: get back here on the 97.5 ninety and 92.5. Big ups to the Titans. Well they lost the uh, first game while well, we were not here against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they did bounce back and beat the Titan, beat the snot out of the Titans. Twenty-six to three c j was back looked good I don't know even with c j if they'd have beaten the browns Joe Flacco holy crap i mean this guy has been you want to talk about resurrecting a career and 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 it was a double whammy game i think is it not Kevin Stefanski now as coach of the year is he is he not
0: yeah i think he's i think he's locked in but it, it you know he could easily beat D'Amico too. Um, I just think it's one of these two guys. Let's let's have this uh, let's have this difficult conversation. Nobody is going to win the comeback player of the year ahead of a player who literally like died on the field and Demar Hamlin. However, the comeback player of the year is Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco was on his couch midway through the yeah. year and is leading the Browns to improbable wins. How do you beat the the, the Houston Texans? You don't. Almost nobody does at this point. Yeah. That's well, just a fact. That's, well, that's a that's a fact, Dell. That's a mathematical has fact.
3: happened how many
2: times? I mean seven, but okay. and you could say this. Joe Flacco was dead to us.
0: Dead to us? He was dead to humanity. He was
2: dead to everyone.
0: For several by the way, for several years.
2: Right. Who was more dead? Jamar Hamlin's been around. Oh, all don't do season. this. Oh, don't do this. John's do this. doing
0: don't a dead this. thing. Don't, oh, don't, I'm sorry. Don't. I didn't realize John was why, doing dead Why thing. didn't
3: you realize he was going here?
0: I don't know. I Dead? It's like, yeah, I know. I didn't know where he was. And he I'm said, like, said oh, Joe Flacco was
3: dead to us. He should have immediately <laughs> de- aborted.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm not there to see his face where he starts to smile and laugh because he's pleased with <laughs> himself. It, smiling
2: or laughing at that. I was just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying is Joe Flacco was on his couch. Dead to us. We don't know if... Jo- do we know if Joe Flacco?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. At some New point? Year. Mm-hmm. New Year, same know. John. You don't know, Dell.
0: New Year, same New John. New
3: Year, same John. You don't know. I do know. If he had a DeMar Hamlin Stop! type attack. He wasn't dead. We don't know. He's not more dead to us than DeMar Hamlin was. Okay.
2: All I'm saying is all I'm saying. He played much better than DeMar Hamlin. Well, DeMar doesn't play. That's it. Okay. I
0: know. I. It's. I just... That should be a, courage, a prerequisite an award of courage or something like that. The comeback player of the year really should be, you know, Baker Mayfield. It, it should be between Baker Mayfield and, you know, you would say Tua, Depp, I guess. Stop
3: he, it. I didn't say Tua. I wasn't going to say Tua.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't sense what you were going to say. Well,
3: you sense wrong.
0: I sensed it. My spider senses tingled. It should be between Baker Mayfield and and. And you're right. It should be Joe Flacco. I mean, Joe Flacco is the comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco wasn't in football until the middle of the year, and now it's like diamond people out, and they have no chance to beat Joe Flacco. And Kevin Stefanski, and Browns fans have got to be – you know, the two most disgusted fan bases right now have to be, oh, my God, USC after Miller Moten or whatever that backup quarterback's name is that no one knew Miller Moss. six touchdowns. Yeah. Here's, here's Caleb Williams. <laughs> I can't <laughs> – this is so hard. And everyone went, Lincoln Riley's got to go. Lincoln sucks. And then the backup comes in like, what? What's hard about this offense? It's crea- This offense has – has. by the way, Lincoln Riley could end up having three first picks of the draft at quarterback. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Caleb Williams. There's a very good chance that's going to happen. Caleb Williams – USC fans wanted they, – they were done with him. They've been done with him. The backup comes in and says, I don't know, guys, this offense seems pretty easy to run. I just threw 400 yards and six touchdowns in my first start. So I don't know. This doesn't seem that hard. Maybe that offense is pretty good and Caleb Williams had a bad year. How about that? Maybe maybe what Lincoln Riley has designed is designed for success. And Caleb just didn't play well in it.
3: Well, I mean, let's look at Alex Grinch and that defense before we start looking at Caleb Williams. Yeah. That defense was all. Well, Grinch is awful. gone. Well, Isn't
0: right.
2: Let's get back now a- because of how bad he was. Let's get back oh, to yeah. the Texans and and they're now they didn't play well against the Browns. They Ted Case and then they had Davis Mills and whatever you didn't whatever I don't even count that. You, they bounced back last week, and the Titans they just look boy. I, you know, listen, there's no chance that the Texans win the division because Jacksonville is not losing to that team. Jacksonville just ain't losing I don't, to the Titans.
0: Probably not because they're not good at quarterback. No. But, but I, this, I, I got news for you. I watched Jacksonville, Carolina, and I watched some of that, and Jacksonville's not good either. C.J. Beathard, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. Beathard wasn't good. They needed a fumbled punt. Like Jacksonville's not – they're not very good right now without a quarterback. And even with the quarterback, I think they're kind of average – I still give the tight. It's a, is it at Tennessee or in Jackson?
3: At Tennessee,
0: I, I give him a chance, John. Mm. I do.
3: Mm.
2: I don't know. It's and is Trevor Lawrence coming back? That's that's.
0: And you'd have to think for that. You would game have to think he so. Play, he's coming back. Play. So well, he's yeah.
2: stunk. This he stunk. Is he going to be healthy at all? Yeah, well, no, he I hasn't been great, and that that team hasn't been good at all. But I still, the Tennessee is awful. Tennessee is Types, awful. I mean, the and they got nothing to
3: play in. for. Here. Except so, ruining the Jags season.
2: So, D'Amico asked about, um, listen, this is the first time. This is the first time that they've got a non-noon. Well, no, they had the Denver game, which was a 3 o'clock game. But that was only because Denver and, you know, is uh, West prime Coast. Time. Uh, West, it's not primetime. Zero primetime games. And yet, on the Saturday night, and there's only two Saturday games, and the Texans got the primetime spot.
3: How about that? Well, it's in or you're in or out. It's win, right. or win or go home. This so is one of I the biggest would games of the weekend. Yeah. Is
2: that yeah? You win, you're in. You lose, you're probably more than likely you're out,
3: or, or you're out. You're out. I you're think. out because the Colts would take your spot.
2: Yeah. So here is D'Amico talking about uh, this opportunity.
1: Yeah, we're we're really excited about this our opportunity, all right, and what this game means for us, all right, to uh, earn a spot into the playoffs. So we're excited about that opportunity. Uh,
0: you know whether it's prime time or not, it doesn't matter to us. We just want to go out and play good football, uh, play our brand of football, execute, and just play clean.
2: Uh, prime time or not, prime time, it doesn't matter. They got to play clean. And CJ, CJ just looked like he was, it was, it was just business as usual, didn't he?
0: he boy, he and Nico look great together.
2: He he does not. It's like there's a, a nothing phase. And even you know, D'Amico talked about that. It's just like CJ. So I saw him warming up, and he was just so calm. And this is a game that you got to have. He hasn't been there for a couple of weeks, and the dude is just smooth as silk. And he just is so so good. I am so, you know, this quarterback draft is so is exciting, but it doesn't get any better than getting CJ this past off. Yeah, CJ's been
0: he's been terrific. He's the offensive player of the year. It's a huge he's a huge huge favorite. To win that award and uh, think about this you know the one thing that does concern me moving forward though even in this game is that I mean you're going to Indianapolis I think Houston is the better team they're better than Indianapolis they're better at quarterback which is a huge key Um, Indianapolis has three players who have nine sacks or more they broke their record for most sacks this year uh, they're, they're gonna be a problem from an offensive line standpoint we've got to see what's going on with Larry Tunsil from an injury standpoint so that's a big concern with that said I think the one of the biggest concerns for me is that they are somebody mentioned this on Twitter and they're hundred percent right they're a you know they're a 20 to 20 team just like with Schaub and, and Kubiak I think what they're really missing right now is Tank Dell helped score touchdowns Tank had that extra ability to create windows. In this offense in short spaces, and with him out, I think it's become much more difficult for them to score touchdowns now Fairbairn can kick a lot of field goals, and that's fine, but Texans need to get back to scoring touchdowns um offensively instead of just kicking field goals
2: yeah, uh, no question no you can't you can't be kicking I, although I'll tell you this I'll take Kaimi over i mean Kymie is just so money. How about the, he just? He is. On, he is I mean, he so is automatic. good. I mean, how good is that to have that? You know, you got that weapon. CJ, when asked about, look at this. I mean, there. This team came in as probably. I mean, they were thought to be again Arizona and the and the Texans were thought to be the two worst teams. And look at where the Texans are, a win away from making the playoffs. Here's a. Here's CJ talking about being on the precipice. I feel like it feels how it feels like. I'm a firm believer in trying to be set where my feet are um, and not look ahead. Um, so tonight I'm going to enjoy this win and, and do that. But at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm back to trying to win this, hopefully win this division, but um, try to win that game to get in the playoffs. And I don't know, man. It's hard to put words together because there's so many special things, special moments, special people that have made, like, this season be special. You know, so. Uh, I'm just blessed to kind of be a part of this um, and be at the forefront of leading this team. Um, And I'm just really blessed, man. I I can't put into words how blessed I am. And this week, man, I just try to do my best just to thank God throughout everything. Like, it was tough these last two weeks not being in there and seeing my brothers grind and wanting to make plays and wanting to to do everything that I knew I could do. Um, But I had to sit back and take care of my health. And um, it was tough. It was tough, but he got through it. And, boy... Uh, you got to give him credit. You've got to give the whole coaching staff credit, and he did. He said, you know, Bobby and Jar- uh, Gerard Johnson uh, taking care of business and making him feel comfortable in the offense and just doing – I mean, it wasn't – it's not simple. It's never simple in an NFL game. I don't want to oversimplify it. Tennessee sucks. Tennessee was really was really bad uh, this past weekend. But, you know, that the Texans played a large part in that. And C.J., he's just so good. This is going to be fun. Uh, we'll talk about it on the other side this game. We got the Colts and we got the Texans coming up on Saturday night for a playoff berth. So let's see what happens here. But first, Lance, we got Kinetics to talk about.
0: QC Kinetics. We're doing it again. I'll be more happy to do it again because QC Kinetics is a company that really got my wife back on track when she was training for the Boston Marathon. They started uh, work Well, she wasn't training for the Boston Marathon. We didn't know she'd be able to run a marathon ever again because of her knee issue. And so one of the, you know, when we're taking chances on what we're going to do. We go to QC Kinetics. I say we. She did five trips into QC Kinetics. And they went through an entire series of treatments for her to cover every base. And eventually she got to a point where she had mobility back in her knee. And one of the things that's great for you guys is that they can really help with getting uh, the, the pain reducing the inflammation because it's regenerative medicine, it restores and regenerates damaged tissue in your joints. So if you're dealing with hip issue, knee issue, which are the most common, uh, what you'll find is that the, the inflammation goes down, the, the pain begins to subside. And in her case, she began to get some, uh, flexibility and mobility back in the knee, which is critical if you want to be a runner. And, For many people, it's just about living life without having to have steroid shots every three to four months, without having to take pain medicine, and that's what they can get you to. Four locations here in the Houston area. Guys, it's truly a life changer, and there's no reason for you to live in this chronic pain. Make sure that you go to the website, uh, QCKinetics.com. That's QCKinetics.com. 97.5
1: 97.5 and 92.5. Pump it up.
0: Come on, Digna, It's too small for the both of us. No, it isn't. Jump on, man. I'll give yeah. you a pump.
1: John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance.
2: Hi, right, welcome back. Kiani SBN 975 and 925. John and Lance, along with Dell here with you at 713 780 3776 713-780-3776 is the number. So, Lance, let's break this down. I mean, you are you have uh family ties to the Colts. Somebody oh Art put out there who you're rooting for, and you were you were planting your Colts flag. You were putting your Colts flag out in front of your house. Okay? <laughs> so uh, we know who we know that you have, uh, this is a tough one for you. This is a tough week for you. So not, not
0: really, not really. I mean, it's, you know, I'm in Houston and, uh, I mean, I, I, I like for Ballard. I want Ballard to win and the Colts to win. Uh, but this is one where I make my living and art, you know, our our seasons more fun. I'm, I have more fun watching the Texans win these games, move on in the playoffs, uh, I have more fun. Our radio show is better. We have the city is on fire when you're in the playoffs. There's mm. nothing better than the playoffs ever for baseball, basketball, football. This is this is not a hard one. Art, do you this have is your not a hard one.
3: custom made heart divided jersey? Yeah, half Texans, half Colts.
0: No, I will say Snacks is a Texans fan, but he's a bigger Colts fan. So he wanted to fly up to Indianapolis for the game. I yeah. said, Snacks, we're not flying to Indianapolis. For the game, because number one, if the Texans beat the Colts, Mr. Ballard's not going to handle that well. Um, that's not going to be. He gets a little, there's famous stories about he gets a little angry in the press box when things <laughs> go wrong. Uh, it's kind of famous. He's not super happy when there are bad plays or missed calls. And uh, we're not going to go stay at his house after they've been knocked out of the playoffs on the last week of the season. when that's hap- That would have happened to him two of the last three years. We're not doing that. So... Uh, no. Um, Snacks is for the Colts. Texans are a second favorite team, but uh, I want, you know, I want this magic carpet ride to continue because there's nothing better. I mean, would I like it if, if Jaguars lost uh, and, the, and the Texans won the division? Absolutely. I got to oh, check cool. on That'd all the tiebreakers. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe the Colts would be in the playoffs too, potentially. I don't. I haven't seen all the scenarios. I'll have I
3: think to there's look a Steeler scenario involved where the Steelers win, the Jags lose. And I think the Steelers would get in with their 10
0: wins. Is there any way the Texans and Colts can both get in and the Uh, Jaguars are out? The
3: Steelers would have to lose, but the Jags hold the tiebreaker um, against the Texans and the Colts.
0: If the Texans and Colts tied?
3: (sighs) Well, I don't know. I don't know how that scenario plays out. I'd have to look.
0: We already know the Bills. Are the Bills – do the Bills clinch? Are they in?
3: No. They're not in, right? They have to win. They're – Well, there are ways for them to lose Sunday night in Miami and still make it, and they'll know those scenarios before they take the field because that's a Sunday night game. Uh, But obviously the simplest thing for them to do is win and win the division and get
0: the two-seed. If you tell me if the Texans get beat and the Bills get beat and that the things happen to get them eliminated, and then you tell me that Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen are out of the playoffs, but Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew are in. I don't. I'm not sure I want to live in that world. Uh, Why? Joe, no, that's not a good world.
3: What? Who cares if the Texans are in? It's less competition. What do you? No, care I want the in? Texans
0: in. But if the Texans are out, and we've got to watch Minshew and Flacco when we could have had
3: Flacco's been Josh great. Allen. I, w- I don't know if you've heard, but Flacco's been better than Josh Allen this year.
0: How many games has Flacco played? What do they say about backups? You get three games, and then you start. To oh, go to he's, played Jake than
3: Browning. Than he's played more than He's played more than that. he's, he's been, been great. He's been in more. He's yes. been better than that. Yep,
0: he's been His better p- than. It's got to turn into a pumpkin soon, doesn't it?
3: Well, I mean, what? I don't know if it it's a does. Super Bowl winning ch- uh, c- quarterback. Maybe he's Nick
0: Foles. Oh, that was a billion years ago. That was I was like four shows ago for me. I've been on multiple shows since he won. Well, the you're Super Bowl. well.
3: We do call you body bags for a reason. Yeah. Um. But Joe Flacco's been better than the guys you're talking about right now.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, I'd like to see Buffalo and I'd like to see Buffalo destroy Miami like the Ravens did. I think that'd be funny. Um, how about the Ravens? The Ravens have beaten the Forty ers and the uh, they beaten the Forty Nineers and, and and Miami Dolphins so badly. You know who they couldn't blow out of the water? Texans. They're too they're too gritty. Even well, in game one, the Texans were I mean, too gritty. It wasn't
3: that close.
0: Oh, it was closer than the than the score indicated. Trust me. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Uh, uh,
2: so you. So who do you like? I mean, so what? I like the, what Texans, the I like the Texans to what win. What are the keys for the Texans to win this? It's,
0: it's really easy. Like you have to the Texans. Well, I start with the Colts keys. The Colts keys are just pressuring the quarterback from the interior, from guard to guard. The Texans have to get Tunsil back, number one, and number two. The Colts are a really brutal pass rushing team because they get it from all from four different pass rushers. So the Texans' keys to winning are: you've got to give, you cannot let the pressure of Indianapolis get after you, and you can run the ball against Colts. So you, but you can also throw if you have time. I mean, their their corners, Jalen Johnson, is a rookie from uh, Texas A and M, and while he's playing much better with Indianapolis than he played at Texas A and M. I think that Nico Collins can give him some real problems. So for me, the key is just, you know, I mean, it sounds cliched, but you really have to protect the interior for C.J. Stroud. And if he has time to throw, I think Nico Collins has a really big day. Defensively, I I don't, you know, defensively it's just a matter of making Gardner Minshew beat you, just not letting Jonathan Taylor and Trey Sermon and those guys, because they do have a good offensive line. But I think the Texans are probably up to it. And uh, I think it's just a matter of, They've got they got good receivers. The Colts do, but Alex, you know Alex Pierce is just pretty much a get down the field, beat you vertically, and Stingley can handle him. So it's going to be a matter of, you know, keeping Michael Pierce from, from, uh, I mean, keeping Michael uh, Pittman from eleven yard catch, nine yard catch, fifteen yard catch yeah. to death. I just don't think Gardner Minshew can beat C.J. Stroud if it turns out to a battle of So as long as the Texans have time to throw. And as as long as you stop the Colts' running game, you're going to win in that game. A I couple of a couple of things.
2: First of all, they're going to have to continue to run the ball with Singletary. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, we had so much hype about Damian Pierce, and we talked about a little bit about this before. But I do you remember a a running back coming into the season getting so outplayed by the backup?
0: Um, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's NFL. happened, but.
2: This is like – I mean,
0: Damian Pierce is – Probably it, Amon Green when he was here. I don't know. I'd have to think about it, but I guarantee it's happened before.
2: Yeah. I just – yeah, I, I, I this is this
0: – Tony specta- Pollard, and Ezekiel but, Elliott a couple years ago. Maybe?
2: Listen, Singletary is perfect. Motor is perfect for this offense. Yeah, and he, really he has is. been spectacular. Spect- he's been great. And you know what? He's going to have to have another big game because you're going to have to keep that defense on its heels a little bit. Uh, uh, at least threatening to run
0: I think Bernard Raymond their left tackle. I think the tackles are he's played really he's played way better this year but I still think the Texans pass rush off the edge with Grenard and if if Will is you know healthy enough to go and and uh uh, Jerry Hughes even if he's not Jerry Hughes and 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 uh, uh Jonathan Grenard I think can end up having a decent day a pretty good day against the Colts I think See, I think there's just enough I've seen a lot of Colts games. I think there's enough there on paper for the Texans to have advantages at key at key spots. Don't
2: leave Jerry Hughes out of this deal.
0: No, I, I mentioned Jerry. He's yeah. been man. He had another big. He had a good game the other day with the sack, the, the strip sack. And, yeah. Um, you know. Now the Colts, if they want to attack the Texans, one of the best ways is going to be to start getting wide, start getting running backs. You know, starting forcing the cornerbacks to, I mean, the uh, linebackers to cover out of the backfield. That's going to, you know, if you're the Texans, that's, that's the best place. If they had like a Naeem Hines still, Texans would be in a lot of trouble, but they don't have Naeem Hines.
2: Yeah. Um, and here's the deal. I've, I'm, I'm just worried about Pierce and Pittman. I, I, I thought coming into this season that they were pretty solid at safety. Jalen Petrie has had a bad year. He has had a bad year. And Jimmy Ward is never there. When asked you know, my son asked what do they what do they need this off season? I didn't think I'd be saying safety, but they need they need safety help this off season.
0: Yeah, they gotta get depth. I mean, you can't trust Jimmy Ward's been out three different times and I remember. Yeah. And so you're gonna have to get and Jalen Petrie is a guy who plays around the line of scrimmage. He's not meant to be a back end player. He's more of a star, you know, type of college, more of a guy a guy you'd see at Alabama or Georgia who plays in the slot and supports the run and does some you know plays around the line of scrimmage you need a real safety like there's uh golly who did I just write up there's a couple of interesting over-the-top safeties like there's I I agree safety is a sneaky big position inside the first three rounds
2: that's good that's good to have because
0: no 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 I I don't know if it's deep like that but that's what the Texans really need they need
2: it's absolutely what they need it's funny how Jalen man he gave up another. Was another score against them this week. I mean, it's just, it just, it just, it just it seems like every week he's getting beat. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We're at the halfway point. It's halftime here on uh, our show. ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. We got ship talk coming your way on the other side. We got who was talking some ship. We will Dell will uh, enlighten us on that next right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. I'm talking a little ship right now because my. My energy company is better than your energy company. I don't know what your energy company is doing for you. I do know that mine has been spectacular with me for going on, what, 16 years now or so that I've been with Champion Energy. I love them. And uh, they're just, they will tell me my usage and all of that stuff. And you know what? I really, oh, that's just all great. But when it comes time to pay my bill, I'm like. This is really, really great. It really is. And you will feel, feel, feel that way, too, because they're going to give you a better rate. And when, you're, when your contract is up with them after two years, I sign up for two years every time. I get to two years. Or, Do you want to sign up for one or two? I go, two years. I get to two years every time. And when it's time to sign up again, even if the rate is lower, and especially if the rate is lower, they're going to tell me that. And they're going to go, We've got a better rate for you than you had before. Other electricity companies ain't doing that. They're going to keep you with the same rate, not let you know it's time for you to uh, get back out there and sign up again. You're looking for the best way to get this done with your electricity. Champion.energy slash 1560. Champion.energy slash 1560.
1: ESPN 97. five and 92.5 during Just Enough Not to Get Fired. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15
3: minutes of real, actual work.
1: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes.
2: All right, welcome back. Here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We stole one of Dell's ship talk. Although that wasn't ship talk, really. That was just um, Reese Davis not knowing what the hell he was <laughs>
3: Yeah, he missed it. Let a naysayer know is now a thing. Let a naysayer know. Yes. Okay. It was... Uh,
0: was he calling Bill O'Brien a naysayer? Well,
3: well, there you go. Maybe.
2: Bill O'Brien is a naysayer. He definitely is. He said he can't... That Uh, Milrow can't play. He said Case Keenum can't play.
3: He's a naysayer. It is part of his deal. And we'll see what Bill, where Bill O'Brien is after this year because he was brought in to save the Patriots offense and that didn't go well.
0: I saw a t- Somebody already made a t-shirt. Well, it's one of those... Sh- you know, stores where you can just create. Your, you can just say what you want. It's just words. Somebody yesterday already had a naysayer please shirt. That's not. We can't have naysayer please. <laughs>
2: Reese has started. Wait, whole Reese. New trend. How
0: did you? Well, he didn't mean to.
2: No, he didn't know.
3: He didn't know. All right, Dell. What you got for us? Well, we're going back to the side of that. That potential meme of the first meme of 2024, we're going to, after the game, the Rose Bowl, Michigan defeats Alabama. This is Cam Good, a Michigan defensive lineman, talking about Michigan's reaction to not facing Florida State and not being worried about Bama at all.
1: We were more shocked that Florida
3: State didn't make it. was worried about Bama, but, I mean, you guys saw the results, and uh, we got the dub, and that's all that mattered, man. Now, I only play this because... Cam Good must think we don't have memories. We saw what, how you guys reacted when Florida State wasn't the team. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend how you were that confident about facing Bama. <laughs> we all remember that reaction inside the Michigan facility. It was a, a sh- it was like shock and disgust, and then they came. Oh yeah, cameras are on us. Let's let's clap. We know who you are, but they did get the win. Congratulations to Michigan for getting their first CFP uh, win after three tries. We're going to some actual ship talk. This was in the Sugar Bowl on the alternate broadcast for ESPN. It was Cole Kubelik, I think uh, my favorite, Harry Douglas, and Colt McCoy was there as well. And they're talking about, well, how Bevo, you know, maybe moves his bowels throughout the game. So, I don't know, ESPN, you're wild on your alternate broadcast. So, here this is.
1: Mammoth.
0: Can I be honest? It's not the best of smells, but me and Bevo, we still have a great relationship. I didn't mean to not put my, you right there. Not here. I first did He meant to
1: put you there. You I, didn't, I, I, I there think right so, there.
0: too. I think so, too. After the kick, we'll, we'll move. Let's just hope yeah. he holds off here for about another 10 seconds. Huskies will kick. How many times does Bevo, you know, how many times is Bevo, you know, like, go number two? During a game, I've never called it. I would rather not find multiple out. times. I'm trying to keep track of I'm not. It's not a stat. Do you think he senses that? <laughs> because he just backed up all the way to the gate.
3: If you're wondering about the curious fellow, that was Colt McCoy. He's the one who asked, How many times does Bevo go to the bathroom during a game? You would think he would know. He's He's been the guy watching Bevo for years. You would think he'd have some idea. Well, he was busy he playing. Pro- probably playing. Yeah. Maybe he didn't get reports. But he's from been people. on that sideline plenty. He after. knows. He knows. So, actual ship talk app during the game. Uh, Real ship talk. Yeah, it was, it was aggressive. I, I'm, I, I am with Harry Douglas. I don't want to be near a 2,000 pound with however many pounds that yeah. Bevo is. I didn't know that we'd have literal ship talk.
2: I, you know, usually it's, you know, oh, this guy said this about well, this. You know, this is
3: literally ship talk, versatile the segment is versatile. Right.
0: I uh, thought it would be about ships.
3: Well, it I was mean, about ships. It was about ships. That was about it was, apparently, absolutely it was literally about ship. Yeah. And we're going I to thought mo-
0: the bow and the stern though.
3: Well, something's coming out of Bevo's oh. bow. Um, let's move on to Hannah McNair. Hannah oh. McNair <laughs> is one t- she likes to be a little Maybe not her own social media, but if she sees a camera, she'll have things to say. This comes from, I don't even know what his real name is, but he goes by Figgy. He's over at 6'10". This is He captured Hannah McNair in the tunnel um, after the game uh, on Sunday as a, as the Texans beat the Titans once again.
1: What's up?
0: Sweeping. Oh, oh.
3: <laughs> if you missed it, she goes, hey, Figgy, have you seen anyone sweeping lately? Oh, yeah, that's us. The Texans finish off the sweep of the Titans and Hannah. Uh, as you talked about, John, the McNairs ain't fans of the Strunks and the, the Adam Strunks family. Mm-hmm. And Hannah McNair enjoying another victory over, uh, over the Tennessee, t- I'm Tennessee sure Titans. i
0: Cal is okay with them. Like, well, I think they're pretty good people. I don't know the problem. And Hannah's like, oh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. no. no uh-uh. I,
2: listen. no. I was just thinking about the, buffoon, oh, baby, we're not doing this. the buffoonery in this organization is gone, and it's in large part because of Hannah.
3: Ew, There's, women, get away from our sports. Yeah. Yuck.
2: Well, no. Silly girl. I, listen, in this case, in this case, would you rather have Hannah oh, or Cal? Oh, let's not even pretend
3: like that's an argument.
2: I mean, come on. It's not even arguable.
3: Do you think she got him a table and a like a, a gamer chair now? Like, Kyle, you don't have to sit on the floor. Did she do that oh, too? Oh, with the real high like yeah. head
0: where you got the speakers built into the left and the yeah. right of your ears? Yeah. Do you, think, do you yeah. think she
3: implemented that as well or is she I still playing games so, off the floor? that, she, that someone Merry bought Christmas. a chair.
0: <laughs> Guess who got a new Christmas gift? <laughs> you Merry get your own Christmas. chair.
3: If you missed that story, Sage Rosenfeld, he he relayed the story to David Carr or was it the other way around? Either way, uh, one of the quarterbacks was in the facility during the Bob McNair era, and they saw Cal playing video games, right. sitting on the floor.
2: Sitting on the floor, playing video games in his office.
3: Yes, his office. No. Why does quite a Cal have an office then? For what? <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Um, this was a couple weeks ago now. We got a couple from uh, Sunday Night Broadcast, at least Thursday Night Broadcast. This one's first on Sunday. Chris Collinsworth had some interesting things to say about backup quarterbacks.
2: Because Chris, he actually had Easton stick
0: for a week
1: of practice this
0: week yeah and when you're the backup quarterback you can go months without even taking a single play in practice the starting quarterback in this case justin herbert would get all the snaps so give him a little bit of time give him a little practice let's see what happens now the run a yard palmer
2: got a block from erickson on the edge and we'll get around the 48 yard line to set up
1: third down here it sounds insane to fans like how do you not give your backup snaps but you realize with a long season, you can't run your guys in the ground Monday through Thursday. That's the reason
0: a lot of backup quarterbacks are fat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do anything. C-O-L-L-I-N-S. You won't send them to Chris.
3: Is that Did the reason mean... they're fat? P-H-A-T? No, I think he meant F-A-T. You mean like F-A-T. Iowa's quarterback? Or like Chase Daniel wasn't exactly svelte. No, he wasn't. No. Were there other... Backups. I mean, Case has a dad bod. He yeah, d- it's not he defined. It's not defined. That's for sure. No, oh,
0: I think he was leaner whenever he was a starter. Yeah, well,
3: right. Move around a little he, bit. Right, but that's the point. That's what he's saying. Yeah, that's, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, there are some prime examples. There are other guys like Tyrod Taylor who's still in shape. But if you're if you're Chase Daniel backing up star quarterbacks, yeah. why are you why are you getting in shape? Yeah, Chad Henney, he got fat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it happens when you're not playing. So <laughs> Collinsworth, I guess, has a point. But
0: you don't think you have to play? Like, you know what? I'm gonna have this pizza late at night. What? I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not playing.
3: playing. I'm not. Yeah. And our final one of the day is from one of my all-time favorites, Udonis Haslem. Now retired, finally retired from the Heat. He has a podcast called The OGs. I think he does it with Mike Miller, another former Heat player. Udonis hates Boston, and he said some things that got Boston people, maybe others, a little upset, but. Uh, you'll find out. Udonis Haslam really hates the Boston Celtics.
1: We play in Boston, so you know his. That's Bam his out of Bio
3: talking right now.
1: So dog, we in the huddle. And, You know, Cap come in there. He give his pregame speech, and you know they retire like Bill Russell's jersey for everybody in the league. So they got six in our Raptors. Hey, he in his pregame speech like, tell me when yeah, you gonna man, see a Bill jersey hanging in a Boston. Bill Russell too, I said. <laughs> bro, this man dead on. Tree. I had to repent that. I love man, Bill. There's no disrespect Bill to Bill. I love Bill. He just caught that straight. Man, no that I love Bill. And man he caught give straight. Basketball. He's I six feet under, it. man. But will you ever see a Miami Heat jersey never, hanging in Boston never, Raptors? Never, never. Man. Respect yeah, I would, Bill Russell. I love it. Why the fuck he got to hang in here? <laughs> <laughs> the I, that come out of them people mouth to us when we playing there? Man, listen. I, I might not take back what I said. <laughs> now that I think about it, the way they the <laughs> they say to That's us about Bill. had to go through it. Yeah, okay, cool.
3: He said, F Bill Russell, and then why the F does he have to hang up in our building? And that's Bam saying, wait a minute, he's dead. You can't talk about him. He's dead. Well,
2: yeah. since when? I mean, just be, okay, Jeffrey Dahmer's dead. Did we not do a whole
3: 10-part series on him? They're kind of different.
0: He's not hanging in your rafters, not you're not honoring no, Jeffrey Dahmer and the honoring well, no. in the what's rafters. You're not honoring Dahmer in the U.S. with all the hard work that Dahmer did here in the Milwaukee area. We want to hang a. No. Know, the Bulls are going to hang something because he's a. It was no, a but guy. You know, what's no. this rule
3: about just because you're dead, you can't talk about him? Well,
0: well John no, that's, Wilkes
3: Booth. Guess well, why? Said, we talk about him. You keep naming infamous murderers compared to Bill Russell. <laughs>
0: no. Right.
3: They're not the same.
0: Well, what about this serial killer,
3: Henry <laughs> yeah. Lee Lucas? Well, we can't what talk about, about John him? What about Wayne Gacy? Just, oh, we no. still don't but talk about him being it, a clown just because they're dead. You I can't think talk it's about mostly him. because they Bill got, Russell. No, oh,
0: the Bill Russell went through virulent Jeffrey racism Epstein. in
3: Boston. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill anybody. I, I, I don't. We think talk bad about him. I
0: don't think. I, I feel like. I he's, think it's
3: mostly because Bill Russell is a respected figure. And Udonis said something that Pam thought was surprising, considering.
0: Pam said, much... come on, man. He went through it, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, he went through stuff, too. They were dropping turds in his on their own <laughs> players' beds.
2: Yeah, on their own
3: players' beds. But look, that it, it's in the middle of a prep yeah, talk, no, before a of a talk before a game. That sometime. Middle of a prep talk before a game. He got into it.
0: Matt All Schaub right. had guys show up at his house. Try to put his house up for sale. So, you know, all the greats have gone through it. Bill Russell, Matt Schaub, it happens.
2: <laughs> that is true. All the greats. Um, when we come back, the argument about whether or not Jock Landale should ever be in the game when you're down three in mm. the final minute. Or why are we passing him the ball? Why is he in the game? <laughs> but first, let's talk a little tequila.
0: Let's talk about Maestro Nobel. The tequila of all tequilas had a... I was at a birthday party the other day. Had a uh, Maestro de Bell shot. They happen to have Maestro de Bell, and I knew going in that I like. Look, Maestro de Bell is not typically a a shooting tequila. You know why? It's too smooth. I feel like sometimes people think that that shot has to burn. Like it has to be a rite of passage where everyone goes. Ugh, uh, uh. And Maestro de Bell is so smooth. We took. <laughs> When, they, when, when our, ba- our baseball team won the title, I went over to the neighborhood uh, friend's house, and there was like four of us out there, and we were all taking. I had a brand-new bottle of Maestro de Bell, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to do shots, and they, were, they couldn't believe how smooth it was. It felt like we were cheating, but that's the way it is. My de Bell is that smooth, and so obviously as a sipping tequila, you're going to love it. There's different flavor profiles for all their different tequilas. I know some of you are saying, what do you mean different tequilas? Well, they have the silver. They have smoke silver. They have the Cristalino, which is three different types of tequila, charcoal filtered and aged. The Reposado, the Añejo. And for me, the Añejo is maybe the creamiest, smoothest tequila that you can possibly have. It's truly amazing. And it's all done by Maestro Bell. Eleven generations of tequila makers in Tequila, Mexico, are putting together a tequila that is truly outstanding. If you haven't had it yet, go find yourself a bottle wherever fine liquors are sold. It's Maestro Bell.
1: ESPN 97.5, the only Houston sports station with a bidet. And uh, the bidet, is it in good working order, uh-huh. the, uh, the bidet? You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granato and Lance Zerlein
0: him this time. He keeps working him out. Now he goes back inside and that blitz right there from Newsom allows him to get his hands. Here he comes late. Disguises it. You think Jim Schwartz right now is dialing a few things up. The defense coordinator for the Browns. Somebody pounding on that trash can. I think the Astros must be in town.
2: Oh, that is so... I mean, Al Michaels. Oh. That is so weak. Oh. Talk about weak sauce. Come on, Oh. Come on, bro. You are on a trash can, the Astros must be in town. Shut up. I mean, just shut up. All of you. All of you, shut up. 713-780-3776. Our Rockets. Okay, I was a little worried. Now, thank goodness for Toronto that the streak ended in Toronto, right? How do you lose? Or, well, it didn't lose in Toronto. It ended in Detroit. But what was it, 28 straight?
0: 28 straight, and uh, late in the game, they were able to uh, withstand. It was right there at the end, Toronto versus Detroit. and Detroit pulled it off against Toronto. So, yeah, take that off the books because I don't want the uh, – although the Rockets are such a good home team, uh, Detroit would have got cooked anyway coming in here, which they did yesterday.
2: Yeah, so – but but the streak was over. I didn't want it to end here. That would have been we started, horrible. We started a new one up. Yeah. No so the so the Rockets got them, started a new one, a new losing streak for the the Pistons. Uh interesting to see Osar uh against Alman for the first time uh in their careers. They played against each other. Interesting to see Marcus Sasser. There was a big article in the paper about him going, Hey, man, this sucks. This losing thing. I'm not used to it. I never lost like this before. This blows. Um you know, and Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Green and all of this stuff everything that goes uh, along with that. It's a really, really bad basketball team, and the Rockets just took care of business. Although Detroit started okay, um, but then it was just slap, 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 and the Rockets win. The game before, however, against Philadelphia, what in the bleep? First of all, why is Jock Landau getting all all of a sudden? And then they were cut back yesterday, but... Why was Jock Landell getting these? I guess because Dylan Brooks is out, right? I guess. So You, I guess Jock Landale gets more. Does the, uh, uh, you need well, to have a big guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, oh, I guess, and B didn't play. But, yeah, I guess it was just a big thing. They just wanted uh, an athletic big, and you had you had him out. Landale's a decent athlete, and, you know, you get switched off sometime on Tobias Harris, who can play from the perimeter, and, uh, by the way, Tobias Harris goes into Riel every time he's in town. He loves Riel. So he was there when I was there having dinner. Me and my wife were there, and Lashane comes over and says, hey, Tobias is coming in again. Like, he comes in literally every time he's in town. I watched him eat. He had two orders of oysters, a, 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 like a spaghetti carbonara that they have, like a crawfish carbonara. He had uh, pierogies. Like, I've never seen one person take down this much food, and he sat there – and he had earphones in, which he had a corded earphone. Dell, is this a thing now? Now, my son Alex said, yeah, now that's the new flex is having a corded earphone instead of earbuds is to have a cord. And
3: I I'm can't like, speak to what's a, a new flex? flex or not. I don't know. I, why, are you, okay. why are you stomach watching him?
0: No, I'm not stomach watching. I was impressed because he's not like he doesn't have a stomach. That's just saying. No, it. no, he I know, eat but, like but you're wolf.
2: watching his food intake. Well, I was shocked. I was, was, was shocked.
0: <laughs> I was shocked. Oh. No okay. drinks, no alcohol. I wanted to buy him a old granddad shot and do old granddad why shots. Why would you want to buy happen.
3: Tobias Harris old granddad? Yeah.
0: You know why? Because I'm trying to get dubs, Dell. That's how I come. Because I'm trying to help the well, old you team. You
3: thought you could convince him to get drunk and, and not, be able to not be at his best against the Rockets?
0: Yeah. I, just, I, thought think, I didn't do it, but I wanted to get some You think middle-aged white
3: man would have been able to get him to do that? You better send uh, over a I, better bait than that.
0: If I came over and said, what's up, bro? Like that, oh, I said— what if I came up like, and I said, what it do? I'm Paul Wall. No, Maybe he would have thought I was Paul I know, Wall. What do, Wall. baby? I say, what it do, baby? What if I came with Cajun X? Hey, how you doing? I, I'm from South Louisiana. I know you love good food, bro. Let's get this going, baby. Let's go, baby. And I could he could have said, what are you doing? Why are you talking like that? Let's get some OGD over here at the table, baby. And I could have got some shots going. But I didn't. You know why? Because I'm classy. But at the same time, uh, I probably should have tried to get him drunk because you lost the game you should have won. I mean, that game was yours to win. That I didn't was lose there. that game. Nope. And, that l- and there what you're little... talking about, John, is Landale has the ball under the goal, an easy kick out for a wide open three, and he tries to shoot a layup that he misses. And you're down three. Then you're, you're down, down three. three.
2: But yeah, yeah, I guess you put you and you oh, know, by the way, I guess the play was pretty good because it did open up. Jalen You know, he was getting criticized a little bit for giving up the ball, but apparently, you know, Jock Jock had the ball in a position to kick it out and have an open three look, but for for whatever, I mean, but you can't count on a Jock Landell. Let me ask you this, because the game before against Phoenix, man, Cam Whitmore was good. Cam Whitmore was, and then last night, Cam Whitmore comes in, what was he, four or five again? Is it time? Is it time to see more Cam Whitmore?
0: It is time. I do believe it is. It is. Dude, dude is too good a, an offensive player. I don't know where. The, I'll be honest. And, and look, Jalen had some some pretty good games. Like he he was better the other day. It may be time to give him some of Jalen's minutes. I don't know. I mean, uh, what else are we going to say? I don't. I'm not sure when Amen Thompson gets in the game. He may not be ready. Cam Whitmore is ready for more time. Now I don't know how you get him in, but you got to find a way. Uh, well,
2: what do you mean you don't know how to get him in? You get him in like he did against Phoenix. I mean, he, he he got in there. He got 18 minutes against Phoenix.
0: Well, here's the thing. Do you think it's inconceivable, you guys? Do you think it's inconceivable that Jalen Green could be traded by trade deadline? I don't think he does this year. I do think in the offseason, I, I think there's an above 50% chance that Jalen Green gets traded. I honestly do, especially if Cam Whitmore comes on. I mean, get a get a draft pick back for for. Jalen Green get a first rounder cuz you'll get a first rounder or a player. If Cam Whitmore plays good, he's a better shooter than than Jalen. I mean, that's an NFL uh, that's an NBA skill that you need to have in today's you game. Know, and I don't know. You I mean, know what I was think so he's funny? He's a better player maybe than Jalen Green.
2: What was so funny was the, they got blown out by what 16 against the Suns and at all the all the Twitter was like, "Oh, Jalen had 23." Wow, Jalen looked great. He was eight for twenty. Jalen looked. He was driving the bat. He finally hit a couple of outside shots. How about Jalen? You're excited about a twenty three point game from the
3: number two overall pick. This is where we are. Sixteen point loss. Well, this is where we are with Jalen. It really is. Picking and we're trying to find positives because they've been there's not not been a lot of them. So when he has a nice night. You're going to cling on to it and hope it's start of a turnaround. Guys, as a rookie,
0: he had like seven straight games over 30 points. It's not like the guy doesn't have a background where we've seen him be an explosive scorer, but he's just kind of lost in. Well, you know, inside of a an offense with structure, the you know the fact is he likes to play out of structure. He likes to isolate and take people one on one. And when you play real basketball, where you need structure, uh, or where you play in a system that that focuses on structure he's just not good in it he doesn't know how to play in it yet and he's not a he's not a he's not really a half court player unless he's isolating well so. is
2: that and maybe you know what if you're making a long-term commitment to Eme, maybe maybe Jalen's not his maybe he's not his yeah lead guard. He and, I not. and i think that's i mean he, you've
0: seen how much he sat on the bench yeah i, yeah, I, I mean, just don't think he's his kind of guy
2: no i don't i don't, I don't think so either but for whatever reason camp i mean I don't know what it is about Cam because he looks pretty damn good every time he gets into the game. And, and what the, one thing that this team could use is some outside shooting. Well,
3: he's a young player and hard to hard for a guy like Ime who's trying to instill what he's trying to instill and win games. Trust. He's hard for him to go trust that guy night after night and go. Your practice habits. Well, I don't know what his practice habits are, but he's going to have to show him that consistently before he goes. I'm just going to give Cam what more minutes. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Cam Whitmore does. Maybe I, I don't know what it is about Cam Whitmore, but but for whatever reason, he may doesn't believe in him. But we'll see if he does more and more now. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you get some of them. I'm in, I'm, it's hard to, to you know to shoehorn Amen in when Van Vliet is playing well and he's got to He was out. He was out on the floor for 42 minutes the other night, and it just I, you know I don't know how you're going to squeeze Amen in when he doesn't have an outside shot at all. Cam seems to be perfect for this. Let Fred Van Vliet do all his stuff and leave a wide open look for a guy who can knock down a three. But it, I will see whether or not that's the case going forward here uh, with your Rockets. Anyway, uh, they win last night. They win big over Detroit, and uh, they're sixteen and fifteen now overall. Which is which is more unlikely? The Texans at 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 nine and seven right now, a. or the Rockets at
0: sixteen and fifteen? A a. I don't yeah, know dude, the Rockets nine were really wins. Pretty bad, dude. When did we ever – the Rockets are right at 500. When did we ever think there was a chance for them to win nine games? Right. We were talking about eight being the high-water mark. If you could be eight and nine, they got a chance to win ten
3: so games. So if I told you the Rockets were on pace for 41 wins, you would have you believed that?
0: Yeah, I'm a believer.
3: <laughs> They're on the pace for 42 wins. Okay. Their
0: over-under was, what, 34-and-a-half uh, this year?
2: So their now they've also had a way above. Now that.
0: they've had a favorable schedule too. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they hold up. So uh, the Texans they on the road more. They
2: played the, the Texans played the NFC South.
0: Yeah, and the true.
2: AFC South. The that's two worst but, divisions. But of they football. beat
0: the they beat the Steelers and they beat the Joe Burrow Bengals.
2: They you're
0: right. And no, they, beat the, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Like it's not. Nice. They almost the they had a chance. Beat the Celtics. And, well, they had an opportunity. And, and, you know, like the Ravens are lucky kept, they caught the Texans. When they're, they did. Real want, they're real lucky. They're real lucky. They're very lucky. And the Colts that they're are lucky they caught now. the Texans
3: in the you second you think game. Actually, you know what? You're right. You think the way the Ravens are playing now, they're lucky yes, to have caught lucky. the Texans? Are? <laughs> lucky. And they're
0: playing against weak minded quarterbacks. They're uh-huh. not playing against. Uh-huh. Guys who who basically uh-huh. beat Georgia single handedly. It's either
3: you beat Georgia or you didn't. He didn't. He didn't basically beat. He you. beat the, them
0: on offense. They just didn't win on defense.
3: Over the
2: break, somebody texted me and says, "What's that? What was it? What's that dip thing you talk about?" And I I tweeted him. I thought he was like, "What kind of dip? Like, like a dip? A potato chip dip? What kind of dip do I talk?" And I was like, "Oh, nine seven five dip dot com." That's what I'm talking about and about our guys, Chase and Wayne. were out at the Christmas party. They're just the best guys. But that's not why you do it. Why you go to 975dip.com is because you are worried about your health. And if you dip every day, if you put that tobacco between your cheek and gum every day, 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 every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, you're endangering yourself. You really are. The tobacco, the nicotine, you don't think it's eating away at your jaw? You don't think that it's – you think that's safe? You think that's something that – tobacco, period? I don't know if you heard, but it's not good for you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that's all I'm saying. I don't want to denigrate tobacco, but it's pretty well documented. Stop. Go to 975dip.com. Hemp in a pouch made of hemp with CBD oil and CBD American Shaman stores are carrying it because they say, well, this is awesome. It's awesome what this does. And it gets you, weaned you from that tobacco with the flavor that you're looking for and yet the safeness that you're looking for. So if you're looking for a great way to get out of whatever dip you're dipping right now, 975dip.com, 975dip.com.
1: ESPN, 97.5 and 92.5. We got weights in fish.
0: We got weights in fish. There we go. Oh!